what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS, insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations. Hello, I am Alan Jackson, and I am here with my business partner and father, Tony Jackson. Hi. Hey, how Hi. you doing, Alan? There you go. <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> and we are here for the first episode of Leadership GPS. And uh, first off, Dad, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a challenge. I know how good you are with initials and coming up with words to represent acronyms and initials. Yes. Your job by the next episode is to figure out what GPS stands for other than global positioning system. Other than. Or, other than oh, sure. And how it relates to leadership. So that's your challenge right there. Just throwing it out there, letting you know. That's uh, next episode. That's what I'm expecting. I've already got it. Oh, you do? Yes. Well, it's, it's like glowing, uh, going polar sometimes. Okay. That's All right. Well, let's let's put that on the deck, and we'll consider that for next time. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I need to work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get some other ones going. But this is leadership GPS. This is an idea of a show for helping a, be a guide to leadership practices and ideas. That's really the way we're envisioning it. Yep. Uh, we are father son duo here. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson, president of the Jackson Group. Tony Jackson is the founder of the Jackson Group and also our chairman at the moment. Uh, we've Which both is something we both never need to forget. No, absolutely. And keep reminding ourselves of the hierarchy there. I'm reminded <laughs> of it every single day. And uh, But we thought it would be a good opportunity for us to get together on a monthly basis and talk about leadership, talk about what's going on in the world of leadership, what are some uh, things that people need to keep in mind when dealing with leadership positions, uh, some of the ways leadership has changed over the years, a lot of things we want to get into over over the course of this program. But I thought this first episode, it might be a good idea to go ahead and get some background and lay down the framework a little bit for the show as well. Sure. Uh, our background in leadership and working with people on leadership styles and practices, we've, we've got some different experiences there, mine a lot less than yours, but uh, I'd love to kind of share with everyone some of that background information about what brings us to the table, what, what gets us involved with leadership on a daily basis. And I thought, Dad, I'd turn it over to you first. Um, of course, I've heard these stories millions of times, but I'm sure the listeners would love to hear a little bit more. Your background in leadership, what got you involved in the idea of helping people be better leaders? Where did that get started? Where did that come from? And what's, uh, where, are we, where are we going? Where have you brought that over the last 30 years? That's a lot to recall in a few minutes, 30-some years. But it's, it's been that, actually. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you ask that question, and I, I've given it a little bit of thought, Alan, because when you say background in leadership, it can apply two things. First of all, I see myself right now as just being consumed with the idea of leadership, mm-hmm. but leadership at a different level. And I'll probably talk about that later. But, you know, background-wise, I was put into some positions in organizations I worked with where you were called a leader, but it was only because you held the title mm-hmm. as manager or director, or executive director, whatever it might be. And that's a real fallacy about leadership that we'll discuss later on, I'm sure. But that started that interest in terms of what separates a leader from a manager or anybody else mm-hmm. and uh, had grown from that point. But also in, in the sense of working in the leadership development field, when we started doing workshops, for example, with supervisors and managers years ago, they were called supervisor development, management development workshops and not leader development or mm-hmm. leadership development. Hmm. That's been a radical change over the years, thank goodness, because it is – a different skill set than what you find in management and other types of things. And that's been a growing interest of mine, not only for the readings that I've been doing and listening to other speakers talk about leadership, but also my formal background and training. 
mm-hmm. uh, getting an MBA degree. My focus is on organizational development and organizational dynamics, which obviously centered a lot on leadership. Mm-hmm. But more of late, since we started uh, a process that we work with clients called Drive Leadership, mm-hmm. it has given me a whole new slant on the whole world of, of leadership from a broader mm-hmm. perspective, but a much more refined perspective as well. And I mm-hmm. hope we'll get a chance to talk about that. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly the kind of things we want to dig deeper into as the, sh- as the show goes on as well. Um, when you started the Jackson Group, the company that we're obviously both in now, Obviously, you know, the, the company does a lot of work with surveys. We do some satisfaction and engagement work. We do some other con- consultative work. But the core idea of leadership, when, when you started the Jackson Group, what, what was your aspirations for the company and how it regards to leadership of organizations? What did you hope to accomplish from, the, from creating that company? Well, in terms of a service line, we wanted to work with teams of leaders and develop both individual leadership skills but also leadership team skills. Mm-hmm. And I think we did a lot of work in that area and did it well. But, again, we were coming from a different base of understanding about what leadership really was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's evolved. That's matured over the years. Um, when we started working with particularly healthcare organizations, it really took the form of um, – training and consultation interactions Mm -hmm. uh, and not so much focused on developing the person as a leader and sharpening those skills as hmm, looking at some of the outcomes that came about because of the actions those leaders took Mm -hmm. in the organizations and then rethinking them. Okay. That's kind of a roundabout way of getting at what you were asking. Mm -hmm. Where did I miss the boat on that, Alan? (laughs) No, 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 you didn't. You didn't. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious when thinking about, your personal desire when starting the Jackson group mm-hmm. for targeting managers and leaders and people in those positions, was that based off of some of your own personal experience as far as where you felt like maybe you'd had experience with people in leadership positions that didn't yeah. really work? I mean, is that, did that kind of help drive that a little bit? Didn't work is a gentle term. Okay. I would right. use pathetic you oh, know, wow. and dismal and aggravating. Hmm. Yeah, I had some some working relationships with people like that that I would look back on right now and say, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding. Right. They were in leadership positions, not necessarily seen as a leader mm-hmm. in the positive tone, but they were in leadership positions and therefore commanded that type of attention. Yeah. And some of them, Alan, quite honestly, were abysmal. Wow. I saw, quote, leaders, trying people trying to act like leaders who were commandeering mm-hmm. of the attentions of their staff. Right. Who were more direction givers than, you know, influence leaders. Mm-hmm. They were people who, and quite honestly, and this, this is, you have to couch it in this. Some of them were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they come from a different ilk. Sure. And leader as an that. entrepreneur or entrepreneur as a leader is a totally different animal than leader in a stable or growing organization. Right. right? So that issue aside... Some of the models that I had to work from, first of all, were negative models. Yeah. I remember one, <laughs> one particular guy that I worked with, and um, it still stands in my mind. But he had a habit of just simply, when he wanted to communicate with other executives down the hallway, he would yell from his office. Right. And you had to show up at his door. And his technique was mm-hmm. to put you on the spot. He would keep his office dark. He would sit in the back of his office behind his desk, leaning back in his chair, uh-huh. Smoking a cigar, glowing ember was about all you could see in the dark. But he made you stand in the hallway with a light behind you so that all he saw was a shadowy figure. <laughs> and all you saw was a glowing ember. And then he would just absolutely ream you out. Really? Yeah. I mean, he would and yell it so that everybody down the hallway 
could hear it. You know, you, you hear I, those. When it's say first. No, oh, that, sure. That yeah. did not motivate me. No, I can, I, I can understand. <laughs> Except it motivated me to get out of there. And, you know, the thing is you hear these stories and you think, well, you know, I could see that on a TV show or a movie. Yeah. But to think that some people actually exhibited those kind of leadership styles in, in real life is well, incredible. Well, in, in retrospect, it was comical. But yeah. at the moment, it oh. was downright scary. Sure. And intimidating. And I was a newbie. You know, I, I, I was still struggling to learn what's expected to me and how I play the role you know, that I was in, and uh, which was an HR director in, in an organization. And this was a multi-facility organization, so a mm-hmm. lot of But that style of, quote, quasi-leadership permeated the whole organization. Yeah, The owners would fly down in a jet and invade mm-hmm. our facilities once a month, romp and stomp, yell people, cuss them out, get them on board, you know, threatened to fire on, on the spot, all those types of things. I know one guy, the plant manager in that particular organization, mm-hmm. was fired four times just in the time that I was there. He was fired four well, times? Well, he was fired verbally okay. by all this right. person. But then, like, the next day I said, okay, what's what's around the corner? Where are we going? And oh, everything was sure. Just, just, so it was a style. It was just to get that, That's exactly. that action out the door. Yeah. There. So, right. But then there were other more subtle, but just as negative and um, um, disappointing styles of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, people who head organizations or at, at department heads who know absolutely no communication skills, mm-hmm. have no polish in that. Yeah. They don't maintain eye contact. They don't say things with importance to people so they get the message. They don't understand that just because I've said it, uh, it's not necessarily understood and right. well communicated. Sure. Uh, they take things for granted. I walked into one department director's office one time. hmm and to put it mildly, this was a very imposing woman. Um, and that's all I'll say about her physique and everything. She was very imposing. Sure. And I walked in there to give her some feedback about what I was picking up in the department that I thought we needed to talk about because mm-hmm. it's not favorable to her. She walked in. Uh, I'm sorry. I walked into her office, which was a very cluttered, very disarray office. Closed the, she said, close the door, Tony. Have a seat. And then immediately she picked up a bat, baseball bat, in her hand threw her leg up on the table, which was not a, a pleasant, you know, sign, <laughs> and started thumping the baseball bat in her hand. And she said, no, what do you want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. I'm serious. Wow. She's the one that humorously, but nonetheless, very pointedly, on the back of her door, office door had a big yellow poster up there, huge yellow poster, and nothing on it except a little inside white square, probably one inch by one inch, uh-huh. and then written with an arrow drawing down to that in the yellow part, but down to the white block, it says, write your complaints here. Oh my God. <laughs> the whole message was, don't bring me any stuff right. that, you don't want, right. that I don't want to hear. So, so is it these, I mean, as you're going through those situations early in your, your career and you look at that, I mean, are you thinking in the back of your head, okay, I, I know that this is not the way leadership's supposed to be and I can help people get better with this and I can be a better leader than any of these people. Is that going on in your head the whole time? Is that? Well, I didn't say I could be a better leader than any of these people. Uh, I did start thinking there's got to be a web, better way. Okay. And maybe I can be instrumental in helping point that way a little bit. But it's also right. gave rise to the fact that uh, what we always viewed, it used to be back in those days when I would ask people in a group setting, in a training session, Tell me about a leader mm-hmm. that you have some knowledge of. I was hoping they would come up with somebody they worked directly under sometime in the past or that, you know, somebody that had a company that they worked for and that type of thing and could give me specific things they did that identified them as leader. 
Mm-hmm. Most people, when I said, name a leader for me, mm-hmm. what pops in your mind when I say leader or leadership? Unfortunately, they would give me historical figures, mm. FDR, mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, usually presidents, sure. once in a while military figures. Right. Right. Uh, thank goodness one of them was Stonewall Jackson, yeah. which I take personal pride in. Great. And <laughs> we all Jacksons do. Uh-huh. But other people that were military-like in some of their behaviors that led in the traditional sense. Get behind me, I'm going this way. Sure. But, you know, that, that thank goodness, has begun to change. Mm-hmm. Also, how I pose it to people in a workshop sometimes is say, give me the names or give me descriptions of people you've worked directly under that you can honestly say you would call a leader. Mm-hmm. Not just manage, but leader. Right. right. And then prove it to me. Yeah. And that's, again, the part of that whole transition, but not only for me, but hopefully for the people we work with sometimes. Sure. This episode is brought to you by Drive Leadership, a leadership development and consulting service of the Jackson Group. Drive Leadership is a comprehensive process for preparing current and future leaders for active, results-oriented roles in rapidly changing organizations through the use of leader assessments, skills development sessions, individual or team coaching, and online reinforcement. To learn more about the Drive Leadership concept, visit its website at www.driveleadership.com. Thinking about it from my perspective, I, I obviously have a, a whole different story when it comes to leadership in that um, I didn't work anywhere else. I guess unless you count the yogurt stores I worked in in high school. Well, for uh, brief periods of time, I seem to remember. Right, right. <laughs> but really, my, my career started here with the company, and yep. just uh, now I'm in a leadership position, and it's something I've had to grow with. I don't have many other outside examples to compare against, except for examples that either you bring to the table and tell me about or friends and family share with me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm evolving and having to grow with this as it, as it happens. But we're also experiencing leadership over several couple generations here, too. I mean, some things have evolved and changed. And that's another thing I hope this show we can get into as well is talk about where have things changed. I mean, we're moving to a business model that is a lot more with online technology and communication has changed dramatically. The vehicles for communication and opportunities. Why is it? easier or harder to be a good leader these days is something I hope we can get into as we talk as well. well I can't wait to get into it. In fact, I'm going to go ahead right now with some sure. of that. But uh-huh. I want to go back to one thing, just to make clear. Mm-hmm. When you said this is the only real place you've worked over the time, that means that you only had one visible model of leadership. Is That's that right. correct? That is. Namely? You. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, and, it, and your feelings about that are? No, I mean, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's, Tell me more. <laughs> it's, it's good because I don't think I could be a good consultant to the clients I have if I didn't have a good basis and model to work from myself. I mean, my difference is where you had a lot of stories that inspired you. You had a lot of experiences that said, you know what, I can, I can help with this. I can make this better. I can work with people to improve those skills. My experience has been, I've been surrounded by very strong, positive leadership models. My role is now I'm helping share that experience with others as well. Oh, okay. That's so, what I wanted you to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. Did I, did I hit that on the nail? Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. All the script. Good. 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 All right. Now um, let me, you, you made a point and we'll explore mm-hmm. it later on. You said when we have more time, but there is a big difference mm-hmm. between, uh, guiding processes, technology, technology driven organization, um, methodologies and organization and guiding people. Yes. Keep this in mind all the time. Leadership is always person-focused, okay. people-focused. Mm-hmm. You do not lead processes. You do not lead initiatives. 
Even those people say, well, you're at the front of it. Sure. But what do you really got behind you? Mm. It's people. People. Not, not right. paper, not technology. You don't lead True. technology. And that's, I think, a lot. I, I think there's a lot of leaders, contemporary leaders out there today with a lot of these firms that uh, they lose sight of that, I'm, I'm sure. It's all about, well, let's build the best technology. Let's build the best product. And, yes, that's important. But you're right. You have to be leading the people to make yeah. those things happen. Yeah. And I don't know if everybody quite catches on to that all the time. Well, they don't. They don't. They, they confuse good management with good leadership. And they're right. two different animals. Okay. And you can have a great manager of processes and methodologies and technology and growth of a company and be a lousy leader. Mm-hmm. People resent working around the person. They have to because they may right. not have a choice or whatever. <clears throat> but they wouldn't confuse the two in terms of being a leader and a good manager. There's others that, like I said, entrepreneurs are totally different ilk, and you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we've all shared that role here in our companies. And, and over the years, we've built four companies that are, are, are born by entrepreneurism. Right. And quite honestly, just like one person I'm coaching right now who was brought into an organization, not as an entrepreneur, but as a turnaround manager. Okay. And that person, the, the board said, we want you to switch this place hmm. to a higher performance, higher productivity, whatever. Make the change you need to make. Well, you don't do turnaround situations um, always in the most leader-like fashion. Right. You have to have control. You have to set the direction. You have to mandate the direction. You have to pull the right strings. You have to push people in a certain direction rather than just tugging and nudging and urging people. Mm-hmm. And now what's happened, though, this person's in a different role. The organization has settled. He's turned around, done magnificent things, financially improved. A lot of the numbers look good, but they're just numbers. Yeah. You know what's happening now? Now the staff around him, support staff, and the others that need firm leadership to move us forward, to right. impel us forward, to urge us to get better. And to, to, to be a cheerleader, if you would, from time to time. Sure. He's not nature to be that way. Hmm. His nature was to be directive, controlling, and turning things around. Okay. He's done his part. So he doesn't fit that organization's needs for leadership now unless he changes his behaviors, sure. which he can do. Right. right? And hmm. I'm seeing that a lot of times. I mean, sometimes we're not allowed to lead, mm-hmm. nor we're expected to lead. We're expected to change. We're expected to grow. And let the pieces fall out where they may. Hmm. But somewhere along the line, those same people who are doing the charging ahead and changing have to understand that positive leadership is needed at some point. Sure. I sure. wish I had some quotes with me. And in fact, maybe we can do that next I time. I think that'd be great in future ones. Yeah. I love going back in history and looking at not just bigger-than-life figures who were leaders, you know, we mm-hmm. all said, but digging down a little bit and getting the grassroots level. And I found some two stories recently, just, and they happen to be – Generals from the Civil War, okay, that, that's just a historical fact. Sure. But when they were each trying to implore their troops, both of which, and this was two different armies, two different times of, mm-hmm. of, of life, they were trying to implore their armies to get back in the battle and to stay rather than fleeing and running away. Okay. Uh, mutiny was the, the rule of thumb for both of those. Each of them took a different track. Mm-hmm. And I just have to read them to you so you can see that. Let's make that something we talk yes, about next we'll make, time. Yes, we'll make a note of that. It, right. Both of them got desired results. Right. But how they got there was totally different. Totally different approaches totally different to approach. it. Yeah. Well, one thing, and I think you hit on this a little bit already, and I know my, my thoughts on it, but as kind of a, a good overall picture, looking at the concept of leadership over the past 30, 35 years, mm-hmm. 
you know, what do you think is the biggest thing that's changed in terms of how leaders have to operate or this, the, 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 uh, the challenges leaders face maybe? What, what, if, what is the biggest thing you've seen happen over, over all that time? Well, let me start with the latter part about challenge. And that's an interesting question. I hadn't really given that a whole lot of thought, but my initial reaction is the biggest challenge for a leader to lead well today is themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people just, I, I, I despise the thing about are you born a leader or you grow leaders and all that. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. To me, and I think a great consultant once said this, you know, mm-hmm. quote, but, um, gee, I can't remember his name for a moment, but he said something like a leader is simply a well-intentioned person who does a lot of leader-like things with consistency. Hmm. That's pretty powerful. Isn't yeah, that it? is. That's who, do you remember who that, no, that I person don't. was? That no. great consultant. I've I've heard that before. Oh, was that is that you? You know, is that Tony was. Jackson? I think so, it was. Maybe that was. Oh okay. well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> is that because we? Uh, Thanks for taking the clue, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> the tapping to yourself is that was that the that was that the hint I was supposed to pick up on? That's so, right. That's right. Yeah, that's I like right. that. That is good. That's very impactful. Well, powerful. But, but powerful. The, <laughs> think of the real nuts and bolts of that. There's no mystique to being a leader. Sure. It's just a commitment to do the right things at the right time with the right group of people that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It is choosing to have a good eye contact when you talk to a person, to be articulate and well-intentioned when you speak. Mm-hmm. It's leader-like to say complimentary things as well as condemning things to right. people. It is leader-like to remember the techniques of how you sit down and talk to a person about their performance not just rail at them about their performance. Right. It's leader-like to remember that, you know, sometimes as a leader you have to act abnormally. And I love that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Leaders are abnormal people when they're doing their jobs really well because <laughs> leaders have to choose to do things that don't always come naturally. Right. It's sure. Sometimes when you, when you say to a person, well, talk to me through your conversation with such and such, and what they give you is just rote, routine stuff. When you're listening for powerful words to be used to get mm-hmm. a message across to people, when you're listening for the well-intentioned that, well, I didn't say as much as I listened. You know, right. a leader knows those differences. Hmm. And that's one of the things that I think the biggest hurdle is the person themselves and what they bring to that role. Interesting. And remember this, this, too. Leadership is transitory. It is never on once a leader, always a leader. No. Leadership is always situational, and it's hmm. always person-based. So what you're saying is even if somebody isn't born with those inherent skills that you find in a lot of leaders, if people learn the right techniques and practices, they can be a good leader. Oh, yeah. But it is something that they have to keep applying. It's not just all of a sudden, boom, I'm a leader. And everything I do now from here on out is going to be leadership automatically. Perfectly said. A good summary of that because I think there's always been this model as it went back to what I was talking about before. A leader is sending somebody bigger than life that all of a sudden right. is crowned as leader, and gee whiz, that's what they are. No. Mm-hmm. It's always situational, led well in that particular situation with those particular people, yeah, or sure. did the right leader-like things consistently. And, and when I find out talking to the groups now and people that I coach and say, describe a good leader for me, what makes them that way, what do they do? They will tell me those behavioral things. Right. It's not mm-hmm. this is like, oh, I don't know, they're just, there's this aura around them. You know? Sure. It's not that way. Well, even when you were giving the examples earlier of even bad leadership styles, it's actions, it's specific sure. example things that, that and let's not point forget, to on that. Those bad examples were actually leading people in a certain direction. It was just an unpopular and okay. negative direction. So it's still leadership, just not good leadership, exactly not positive. Right. That's a good thing. Good well, leadership is unique. Well, big, the biggest thing for me, and of course, I don't have the 30 years of experience of being working with organizations as much, but... 
the biggest thing I've seen happen over the last several years that I'm really curious about, maybe we'll get into in a future episode and talk more specifically about, is the idea of leadership, the visibility, mm-hmm. the connection points that leaders are, have with their coworkers. I've seen change where I've seen the great leaders be the ones that are willing to be down in the trenches with their team. Mm-hmm. Getting away from the idea of you have the the marble hallway where yeah, the executive power. team mm-hmm. is, and then you've got everybody else over here on the other side. Some of these great organizations now, and of course, a lot of them are more innovative, tech-driven companies these days that are growing really rapidly. The leaders are the ones down there, you know, sharing a, a cubicle the same size as the rest of their team sure. around them, sure. because they see the value in saying, "I need to be here in the nitty gritty of it. I need to know what's going on around me." I want to be perceived that way. Well, that's true from two perspectives that you're bringing. First Mm -hmm. of all, you know, you are the younger generation Mm -hmm. and the younger generation needs and envisions leadership differently. Yes. They want the shoulder to shoulder in the trenches with me, the cubicle, the desk next to mine that that is showing the way, but helping us get there as well. That's right. The old model is Mm -hmm. separation. Yep. The ivory tower. Well, it's time for another story. Okay. Okay, sure. Once working with an organization, in Florida. This was years ago. In that organization, I used to go just walk the hallways and talk to staff before mm-hmm. I was known there for whatever I was doing at the time. And I was also working with the leadership team. In fact, I would even reluctantly now call them a leadership team. They weren't leaders and they weren't a team. Mm-hmm. They were a group of hard-nosed managers in that sure. organization. Well, as a result, I think of those lack of leadership style and doing those right things, shoulder to shoulder, walking the hallways. We used to call it management by walking around, MBWA. That used to be the thing to do, management by walking around. Mm-hmm. It should be L, let's see, leadership by walking, MBWA. Mm-hmm. L, L, what, what am I saying? Leadership yeah. by walking around. I'm starting to rethink my challenge about having you with the acronyms <laughs> in the letter. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, if I could pronounce that, it would become better. Anyway, but these guys never did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a result, when I was talking to people about senior, tell me your views of senior leadership. A couple of people would use the term, said, oh, you mean the people in the Hall of the Gods? Oh, you know, Hall of the Gods. Wow. And I was, we'd laugh about it. I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, we never see them. They're just kind of up there. Yep, you know. That's right. And nobody tranced down that hallway. And it was a hallway. Mm-hmm. And those guys never came out to mingle with the troops if you wanted to. Right? Sure. Even his, history tells us the most respected leaders by the people they were chosen or that they chose to lead. Mm-hmm were the people who mingled, yep. who were accessible, who were sure. visible, and not from an official sort of way. Right. It just galls me every time now when I talk to supposedly leaders about, talk to me about your visibility and how you mix mm-hmm. with people. And they make it a structured routine. Well, yeah. well I, I walk the hallways about twice a day. From 830 know? to 845, oh, I'll right. go make the that's rounds right. across the halls. Right. That's yep. right. Sure. And it becomes a mechanical, yes. rote thing. Right. When... There should be no vision of that. Yeah. You know, that should not be the way it is. Well, and to me, that's that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm watching and noticing with a lot of organizations that I follow and work with is it is when you have that visibility of leadership. And I think that has changed over the years. I think mm-hmm. those companies that are really excelling right now are figuring that out. And I think the more that they have that separation, you start to see that the uh, the company starts to falter and fumble because they may have people making those executive decisions up in the the top floor of the building but they're not connected with the people actually doing the work. And that, I think, has been a challenge. I think that's where some of these innovative companies, and I'm thinking, you know, like a, like a Apple, like a you know, Google, some of these other companies sure. that are just the fast-growing companies these days, 
those executives are down in the trenches most of the time. And I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. It really does. Well, you, you point out before and you asked me about the differences, and, and, and I think that is one of the differences. We're, we're working today with a group of employees, most of us, and we're, we're kind of um, schizophrenic in how we do it. Sometimes we have leaders and leadership positions who come from a different generation mm-hmm. than the people they're leading, and they view the world differently. Hierarchical leadership used to be the norm, you know, the pyramid organization. I think it's because in the 60s and 70s, and that's a, the very formative stage for me growing up, mm-hmm. you know, I was in college in the 70s with the sit-ins and the, every, the, the love beads and, and, and the protests and everything else, and there was beginning a railing against authority. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result, over these intervening 30 to 40 years, 50 years, whatever, is that the, people expect organizations to be flatter. Yep. Don't rule me by control and authority. Rule me and lead me, motivate me. Right. Be an example. That's right. Uh, as opposed to uh, a dictator I type of so. approach. I mean, right? that's, people may argue, and I would yeah. invite a lot of the listeners to sure. contact us and say, gee, I disagree or whatever. But, right. you know. I, I personally agree with you on that. I think that's a big thing going on. That's the kind of topics, getting really specific into those topics, I think we'd like to do in this show going forward. Uh, there's a lot of topics on the table, so many different things we could get into from yeah. communication styles to meetings to um, delegation to uh, setting examples, motivating people. There's so many sure. things leaders have, those specific skill sets that they need to be building or developing yeah. to be better leaders. And I'd, I'd love for us to dig into those. Well, I can't wait. Are you going to invite me back? I think so. Okay. We might. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the ratings, okay. we'll see how the ratings go for this first episode. Well, thank but, you, uh, son. <laughs> uh, I also think too. Let's bring some stories to the table from either historical figures or examples we're hearing about, even today's uh, examples of leaders who are doing it right. Yeah, and uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. Whether it's back from the Civil War or it could be uh, something happening right, right now these doing days. Doing it right so. today, back from the Civil War. Well, okay. uh, yeah, right. Either way, we can <laughs> cover both spectrums there. I think time is no issue. So uh, we'll look at some good examples, look at some historical figures. Um, and we may even bring in some guests from time to time, people we know that uh, either are are in leadership positions or have some interesting uh, takes on leadership. That, that may be something we do from time to time as well. You know what I'm anxious for to have people to do these days is to spot leadership and notice leadership right around them. Mm-hmm. Line of sight leadership rather than historical people are bigger than life figures or right. national figures. Sure. You know, we know them, but that's what we've been told about mm-hmm. these people. We've been told the upper crust of this is the way they were. But what happens around us every day is where we can spot true leadership taking place, even in little spurts. Oh, that'd be okay. great, yeah. And I can think of a number of people right now, the supervisory level, an organization, department, director level, CEO level, VP level, uh, board levels, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, all those types of examples that are here now, next door to us, mm-hmm. line of sight people. Great. That sounds good. I think we've got a good model for a show here. Uh, there again, Leadership GPS, we're looking to help guide Uh, our listeners on some leadership practices and ideas and models and uh there again be thinking about gps dad and come up with some good ideas again okay let's let's hear it it's like going places sometime going (laughs) or we can say going places soon (laughs) Uh, all right soon soon is a little more uh optimistic than the sometimes so that's a little vague sometimes but uh no good now we'll keep uh coming up with some ideas for that but uh, we do see this as a, as a good way to help, help guide people, help get people on the right track. And whether you're already in a leadership position and just looking to refine those skills or 
you are not currently in a leadership position, but trying to figure out what skill sets to, that you need to be focusing on to, to get there. How about growing people superbly? There, okay. Uh-huh. Now that's working. That's right. working for me. I'm going to okay, write that one down. Give me some time. And you have to growing have a little bit. people superbly. Yeah, good. Okay, um, we, we, we may have a couple winners there. So okay. great. Well, we will get together again next episode, and we'll focus in on a little bit more one of these specific topics and, and dig into that. And if you have any thoughts or ideas, talking to you as listeners uh, about the show, suggestions, uh, questions, you know, you can contact us through the Mesh website. Uh, the email address is available there in a contact form on the website. Let us know what you think of the topics we're covering. Let us know if you have any questions or ideas. We'd love to hear some feedback from everybody about what we're doing. And uh, maybe even in the future we get some questions and we might be able to address some of those questions right here I on the show as well. Just great. And if anybody even wanted to email you or I on all these things, you know, uh, with questions, yep. people that we work with anyway, sure. happy to respond to Absolutely. Those. This will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, Dad, we'll see you next month. Thank you, son. All right. Great. Wonderful. For uh, Leadership GPS, this is Alan and Tony Jackson signing off, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, Sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.